0: Hey, what's up, Halo fam? This is Fast Times Under the Halo, a.k.a. Randy Yaz. And welcome to the Halos in the infield baseball network. Before we dive into today's video, we just want to remind you that if you're watching us on YouTube, to hit that like button if you enjoy our content. Leave a comment down below to let us know all your thoughts. Also, don't forget to subscribe for more awesome videos like the one we're just about to drop. And finally smash that bell notification to keep yourself updated every time we go live or drop a new video. If you're finding us on iHeartRadio, Apple Pod, Podbean, or Spotify, make sure to leave us a five-star rating as well as leave us a comment. All right, Halo fam, now with that out of the way, let's get the show started. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Fast Times Under the Halo.
1: What's going on, guys? This is
0: Rob. And you're listening to the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up, the show that brings you all the latest on the week that was in Angels baseball. Will find game highlights as well as all the news, stats, and quick recaps of the entire previous week. Stay tuned for insightful commentary, weekly awards, and eye-opening insights from around the Angels baseball world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Rob, what's going on, dude? How you doing?
1: <laughs> Seen better days, man. Feels like 0-3 right. again.
0: <laughs> oh, don't even do not go there. We've got enough negativity on this show to be, to begin with, so. Uh... We'll leave up three out of it for now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it slide for the moment. Tough week, to say the least. You know, we'll get into a little bit of news. We'll start off with uh, Ryan Tapera heading over to the 15-day yeah. with shoulder inflammation, man. like, Yeah, it's not good. Probably could have avoided that, you know, had uh, a certain Should've. catcher not been a dumbass.
1: Should have, yeah. Ridiculous.
0: Again, injuries. And we're not going to harp on guys on injuries. Again, could have been avoided. Not Ryan's fault. Dumbass catcher. Shouldn't even be still up. I just found out from Rob that he's still on the damn roster, which is BS. Mm -hmm. So get well, Ryan. And hopefully when you get back, brother, you're you're stronger than ever and, you know, make a run.
1: Unfortunate guy was locating his spots, hitting his spots, um, came up big and, was pitching in his element in the right innings, I thought, at the right time. He wasn't in too early. It's the eighth inning where he should be, where he belongs, and stuff was there. I mean, we talked about it, too. You said in the postgame show, Taylor Ward about to run through the green monster wall for him, and this team, they wanted to win that game. And Just unfortunate that he gets hurt trying his hardest and doing his best out there. It just You never want to see a guy get hurt, ever.
0: Absolutely, dude. And, and, and while we're on the subject, of uh, Ward going into that wall. He didn't play today, dude. Do you think that has something to do with it or am I just looking too much into it and it was just a rest day?
1: I think it's just a rest day. You got a really game tomorrow as well, too. And then you want to keep them fresh for the uh, Yankees. It almost seems like uh, Nevin has these scheduled days off for all these guys, kind of like how the NBA does it. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think your scheduled day off should come when you need it the most. Unless he needed it and we didn't see it. Or let's say, I don't know if Nevin saw something on that 0 for 4 or 0-5 that he had. He's 0 I don't know if Nevin or Fame saw something and wanted him to work on something mm-hmm. in between or didn't like the matchup-wise. But, yeah, I wouldn't look too much into that himself. I mean, Terry Ward's a gamer. That guy's going to go out there whether he's 100% or not. Just, if he's walking, he's moving, he's out there playing.
0: I agree, man. And that's music to my ears. I appreciate you saying that. That just makes me feel a little bit better. That's my boy. Go, dogs go, baby. <laughs> Let's get into some uh, – I mean, it's a little bit bittersweet seeing how it's playing out right now. I mean, he is young, but Zach Neto making his debut this weekend. Fletcher getting sit down. And, by the way, let me touch on David Fletcher for all you Fletcher fans. Off the bench, I'm a baseball fan that when I look at my guys on the bench, I expect to be able to count on those guys when they come and play. Hmm? Like – you know, you're you We kept you here for a reason. You're backing up guys for a reason. You know, we're supposed to count on you. And uh, the great, the great, and I and I and I'm using this term loosely, Rob. The great David Fletcher, sixteen at bats, two freaking hits. Mm-hmm. That's a point one twenty five batting average. He's got one lousy RBI and he's got three strikeouts, and he's got a lousy OPS. Check this out: point two fifty. What a joke. That's why he's downstairs, and that's why Neto got the nod. I mean, a rookie can't do that? I'd rather have a rookie do that and get his feet wet now than have Xavier Fletcher stink up the joints. Like, oh, dude, you're a joke. What are you, You're supposed to be a major league ball player, and you're still playing like this? Get out of here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you gave him $6 million a year for a reason. He thought this guy was going to come up and produce. And I'm a fan of Fletcher, man. I, he's a local guy. He's from, I'm from Southern California. He's from Cypress area. Went to LMU. Kept it all. SoCal, and then dropped by the angels i thought he'd do great things for us i mean god look at this the yankees wanted him years ago right before yeah. we signed him these deal they everyone was knocking on our door about david fletcher but we ran with him i mean luckily for us we didn't sign him to a bigger deal make deal because at first when i thought we signed him i go god this guy's worth at least 10 million dollars we got six steel all day long yeah yeah but now looking at it they must have seen something or were worried about something there but uh Defensively, yeah, he has it. Just Offensively, he doesn't get on base. I mean, yeah, he can bunt. Don't get me wrong. And I believe is one of those hits a bunt? I believe one of those hits is that bunt where Vladdy didn't step on that base. Yeah, but I think you're you look, right. You look at that, it's just, it's frustrating, man. And I know we got – someone called us out. Was it last show about David Fletcher not rooting for the local guy? It's not that we're not rooting for him. If you're not producing on a team that must win now, you're absolutely correct. What is the difference between him – between him, excuse me, and a rookie – who's a little bit more hungrier, who's not going to be satisfied. He doesn't want to go back down to the minor leagues. I think Neto's playing great right now. Personally, you can tell me, oh, he's oh for this, oh for that. Those are some hard-hit baseballs. And these umpires, and I know you're going to touch on this later, these umpires are testing him. Broadcasters are saying it on TV, on the radio. And you're looking at this. A foot outside of the zone was called a strike on him. Now you're yeah. a rookie hitter. A ball is called a strike, a foot. Out of the zone, you mm-hmm. now have to protect that extra foot. So what does a pitcher do? Throws a slider outside the same exact spot, and he has to chase it because it was just called a strike. He's not dumb. He's adapting to the situation or scenario that he's in. Dude, he has to do that. That Boston pitcher was killing us with that slider today, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at this way, too. I meant to mention this in the post game. When you have a guy – is it Whitlock was the guy's name? Yeah. yeah. He had a moving four-seam fastball. At 95 to 98 miles per hour. He also had a nasty two-scene fastball at 92 miles per hour. Now, what he was doing today, and he did it to Hunter Renfro quite a few times, which is why Renfro looked like a fool. He spotted that moving four-scene fastball on the outside part of the plate, and it worked its way back in for a strike. So now, as a hitter, we have a three-tenths of a second to react to a 95 to 98-mile-per-hour fastball, because three miles per hour, guys, it's the same. It doesn't look that much different to you, that, the human eye. Three miles per hour is the same. So you can throw that pitch consistently for a strike. Then he throws that sweeping slider, and the slider looks like a fastball, all the way until the end, till it breaks off. You yep. have three-tenths of a second to decide if it's a fastball or a slider. Fastball in the zone or a slider away, it's going to look like I'm a fool swinging at it and reaching for it. That's what happened to Renfro today. That guy hit his spots. We got beat today, period. Yep. yep. Good pitching beats, good hitting any day of the week.
0: That's the way it goes, man. That's why you take your best in the postseason. You don't just mm-hmm. take your – you just don't take your everyday run-of-the-mill lineup that you take throughout the season with you. You take your best mid. I'm interested to see his revolutions per minute or per second
1: on that fastball today for mm-hmm. Whitlock because that thing had movement. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: was filthy today, man. Like you said, he was hitting the spot, man. We are putting the – I mean, we putting the barrel of the bat on the ball. It's just, just – Couldn't get it, man. Just could not get it. But let me touch on that point about this whole rooting for the hometown boy with Dave Fletcher or whatever, hometown kid. I don't give a crap if you're from the local area, from the East Coast, the Midwest, Canada. Fresno State? I don't give a damn if you're Fresno State. I expect you to produce no matter where you're from, dude. And if you're not producing, then, I mean, you're worthless to me. I don't care who you are. Just to finish up on David Fletcher before we get back in the uh, netto, you know, it's – if you're not producing, then you ain't going to be here. And I think Perry's starting to show that.
1: Yeah. You have five full years in MLB. Yeah. Last yeah. year was cut short for you. You didn't play the full season. Played 60 or 70 games, I want to say. Mm-hmm. You did bat 255 during that time, which isn't bad. Isn't bad, but it's only 60, 70 games, right? Then you go and you play the World Baseball Classic. And – Nevin said he was watching the World Baseball Classic, and I guarantee you, Perry was also watching that World Baseball Classic. Fletch did not look good in that Classic at all. Had bad approach at the plate the entire time, swinging at weird pitches all over the place, trying to do what he does, right? to hit the ball the other side. Wasn't impressive. This is a guy we talked about with Stassi, too, a couple shows ago. This is a guy who belongs at spring training. You just came off of a freaking injury. Come back, put in the work. You know, on the roster, you have Gio Urshela, who was just picked up. Brandon Jury, that was picked up. Randone was healthy. Where do you think you fell in that whole situation there? Right. I mean, and the point in time, too. Walsh was – I believe Walsh was scheduled to come back, too. So, the first base was kind of solidified until more recently, right, where he fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And best wishes to him, hopefully, gets back soon. But yeah, you kind of – you had a competition brewing. And Renifo also went and left, and he's not doing well either. He also needed the hacks. I don't care. You talked to Jose Altuve and got pointers from him. You need work. If you oh. need work, you stay at spring training. You get the reps at spring training, and you go ahead and go from there. Can you mean to tell me, Rendon? Can get on a team, please? The team would take him like that in the World Baseball Classic to hop oh, on.
0: Yeah. I just, I just want to say, I think Renifo right now is is getting his spring training reps in right now. I think that's why we're seeing him struggle.
1: Yeah, it's too little too late, though. Yeah, you'd be right. Too many good guys behind you, right? Too many guys stepping up. Geo just lights out right now. Oh, Rendon. Holler. We can say, well, Tom, I'm sure we'll get into this later. You can say what you want about Rendon. His plate appearances are freaking good. This is a major yeah. league plate appearance. This is the Washington Nationals. Rendon, who finished sixth in voting for MVP that year.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely agree, dude. Absolutely agree. And uh, now we'll touch a little bit on Neto. I mean, not a whole lot to talk about Neto. Um, I mean, guy's living out his dream. Again, you you touched on it. I mean, are just screwing with that strike zone, man. They're they're, they're pushing him, man. I mean, or they're pressing them, I should say. Not the best weekend, but another one of those things. He's hitting the ball hard, and I think with reps, I think you'll start seeing him get those those balls start falling. I think you'll see. You can start yeah. seeing that uh be the kind of player he – I wouldn't say be the kind of player he can be. I mean, that's a couple years down the road. But I think I think you'll start seeing him, you know, do some things that that a good rookie does, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like Ohio.
1: Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's another level. That's another guy. level right now. <laughs>
0: that's my boy right there. By the way, you know, I hope everybody saw that T-shirt uh, prototype that I posted. Uh, not available t-shirt. yet. I mean, you can get it from me early. There is a little – Bigger price because you have to go through a third party. But if you want to wait till about May, it will be available, guys. Absolutely. Not to mention the new balls and balls and John Samos t-shirt.
1: <laughs> also, great t-shirt. It's going to come out.
0: Hey, but I'll uh, add too. Yeah, go one ahead. The thing we got to look at
1: is uh, this guy was pulled out of the game on Friday night. Pulled out of the game, right, early? Yeah. From Friday night to Saturday, he was traveling. He arrived at the ballpark on the Eastern time at 1 o'clock or a four o'clock game, that emotion going through a young young player such as him, was he 22, 23, graduated college? Think about that. It's a high. You just called your parents. You're getting them. They're rushing to get over to you. They're from Florida, yeah. right? They're getting in Boston. Everyone's rushing, and then you're rushing to get to the field. You're trying to make it happen. You're a rookie. You don't have the cash flow like these major league guys do who've been in seasoned wide You can get a private plane or first-class ticket like that. Granted, the organization takes care of you and everything. They set it all up. Right. You got to get caught up on the scouting reports too. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Scouting reports come in play. You got to get warmed up. You got to get ready. Mm -hmm. You have to be stiff. There is no freaking way. I had no clue where the trash pandas were at that point in time as well and what car ride, but I don't know if anybody's been to the uh, South area. Mm -hmm. There's not many major airports like there is around here in Southern California. You can't just drive 10 miles down the road and be at an airport. All right, later, I'm out of here. Right. It doesn't usually work that way in these places. Absolutely. But take that into consideration. This guy's playing good, man. He's playing good. The one thing I do not like, and it's working for him, and I hope it continues, is that you have two different batting stances during the counts. Mm -hmm. I don't dig that. I don't dig that. Like switch hitters, I don't really dig switch hitters either because you're working two parts of the plate. You only get half the work in because somebody's on the right-hand side, somebody's left-handed side. I mean, I I figure you need to pick one and stick with it. I would like that personally, but. I mean, switch hitters, switch hitters for a reason, right? Sometimes that's why they're in the league. Uh, Teams like that versatility that you have. But with uh, Neto right now being a young guy, and I hope Thames brings him in and hopefully talking to Trout and seeing all these guys, how they go about their business, he'll change a little bit and adapt. But like you said, he's still young and bright future ahead. And as of now, and looking what we have down below, he's the guy. I mean, we were okay with what Squid last year batting a buck yeah. 25, buck 50. So what's the difference now with this kid right off the season? He's going to get hot. Like you said, those balls are going to fall. That center fielder is not going to be played perfectly in the right position when a guy hits 105 miles per hour off the bat.
0: That is Absolutely. insane. Yeah, so man. It's, it's, it's like I said earlier, man. Like these, got, these major league, quote-unquote, players, you know, like a Ren Hefo and a David Fletcher, these 150 batting averages, this lack of production – you can call up a guy and you know from Double AA, A, and he, he can give you the same production. At least he's getting the reps that he needs. You know, he's getting, he's he's seeing real life, you know, major league pitching at the next level. So, I mean, I'd rather roll with the young guy and let him take his lumps rather than just watch these major league ball players, quote unquote, struggle for their lives, man, and just sink us deeper and deeper into the standings. Screw that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather sink deeper and deeper into the standing and roll with a homegrown guy, you know, that's, that's young and got got a whole huge upside. And like I said, those balls are going to fall and he'll get hot.
1: I mean, it's working for so, Tampa, right?
0: Absolutely, man. Although they just dropped their last what couple of games, but hey, that's a hot squad, man. I mean, it's not like they're going to start losing forever. Although that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, hey, I'd take one in thirteen <laughs> in a row. I will lose five straight, doesn't matter, and go right. we'll win another thirteen yeah. in a row. Take that every time. Absolutely, single day. dude.
0: Straight up, dude. Straight up. And the final topic I want to touch on here in the news section is a uh, big old bummer on uh, Chris Rodriguez as a setback gearing up to uh, come back. He's uh, put on a sixty day. You called it, man. You called yeah. it. Yeah, about this guy. I- and I'm not going to gloat about that, dude, because that's not something I want to gloat about. Because, damn, dude, no, that could pitch.
1: Yeah, he can. The
0: fact that we don't have him is that's. That's a blow to us, dude, and I don't want no more. I don't. I don't want no more damn blows with this team, dude. But I just, I mean, we know how I feel. But Rob, the question is: Is this kid done in Anaheim?
1: I think so. I think the window is. Uh, I thought there was a little window for him. To, let's hold on to him and let's see. But you look at the history of he had Tommy John, right? I believe not all Tommy Johns are successful. Absolutely, not every person comes back. And it's 100% or is the same. I mean, granted, it's gotten better, right, uh, mm-hmm. with time and technology and looking at the past and all this stuff, but it's not guaranteed. Right. And he's he's still young, but he's almost bordering that line of this being a career-ending injury. I hope not to see it and everything, but it, it, it happens. I mean, I had an arm problem when I played too. My right arm is now shorter than my left because I let him do their thing. And granted, it was – Years ago, it was 2008. And I went to a pretty good doctor here, Curl and Job. They work on all the baseball players here in LA. Dodgers use them specifically too. Guys come all over, but it's not a success rate. It's about 80 to 90% come out good. Mm-hmm. 10 to 20% don't come out at all being the same. They're done. So is he part of that 10 to 20 percentile? He could be. It just, I hate, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. But it does happen. I mean you can Google it. Who who came back from it and who didn't. And there's gonna be plenty of guys who did not, who had this stuff and who were who were had uh bright futures or already well established careers and they're just done. But with a setback to put you on a sixty day IL after being out of baseball, we talked about over two hundred and something days.
0: So, yeah, it's been yeah. like two years, almost almost two years. Two seasons, yeah. Two seasons, right, yeah. I mean he so was you're be, looking at we the- thought he was coming back spring training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, so I hate to up say like it, two so, full seasons.
1: It, yeah, the window's closing, man. And if that's the case, it's time to make a move, and we're gonna have to do it. Just kind of go and see. I mean, I look at. I mean, we're older, a little bit older than the most guys, and some guys will know these guys that listen to the podcast, like Kerry Wood. Look Kerry Wood had man. Tommy John, didn't come back 100. percent Had a pretty good career, I thought. But there's guys it's like that. It's been better, but, at. you know, surgery was a bitch. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's not a guarantee. And looking at it now, I think it's done. I think he might be done. I'm hoping it's a, just a minor setback again. And the last setback that he has, we got to take a step forward. If not, what are we going to do as a franchise?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, when it's setback after setback, it's like, whoa, what's going on here, man? We got to kind of take a step back and look and be like, all right, this guy is. I would say wasted, but, man, we spent almost two full seasons trying to get this guy back on the baseball field, and now here we are, you know, with another setback. I mean, this right here, I mean, in my opinion, this has Pirate's trade written all over it, man. Just give him to them. Get what you can back. Call it a day. I mean, what you get is what you get. I mean, I mean at least you can get somebody that can at least be on the field, maybe, or eventually get on the field. I mean, this guy doesn't seem like he's ever going to get on the field. I don't think anybody wants him, to be honest with you. I mean, luckily we don't have anything, you know, money-wise and everything sunk into him. He's a young guy, so, I mean, Mm -hmm. you just got to cut him and got to cut him. It's like, whatever, man. Live every night on the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. We'll get into everything that we're going to get into as we go along, but I got to rant real quick. But why would you throw out an inexperienced pitcher in a game you're still close in? And I don't care what the record is, you show up for a fucking rivalry game. But he's actually talking to him constantly. That is a sign of a really, really good coach. It's the Todd Box Hosting Podcast with your host, Todd Box. Because the only thing I want to yell is, All right, welcome back to the show. Randy and Rob here on the Heady Weekly Wrap Up. And well, Rob, it's time to start talking about these last two series. Although, as the time of, at the time of this recording, the Boston series is not done yet. We still got to play eight a.m. tomorrow morning, Monday morning. So, by the time this podcast is probably out, the game will probably be live. Real quick on the Washington series, again, my dumbass called a sweep, and you guys were right. You called the rally, Chris. Special two out of three. mm mm-hmm. But man, that's kind of when the errors started for the week. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's just like yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <clears throat> it was we, we just like could not get out from in front of ourselves. It was one thing after another. Luck, we got lucky. Took that series. Mm-hmm. I will say this real quick. In a lot of these losses, it's been close. Again, it's one of those things where we just seem to shoot ourselves in the foot. So if we could just turn that around, this team is this is a whole other team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that Washington series, man, it, like I said, it should have been a sweep. I'll take two out of three any day of the week. But, I mean, good Lord, man. I said that in the last episode. It's teams like, and I'll say that every damn time. It's teams like that you need to beat up on. I mean, we got to the guy that you said we should worry about. I thought I thought we, I thought we did a pretty decent job against them. And I just, like, that first game, dude, like, that was inexcusable. Oh, yeah. Should have won that no, game. So let's get your thoughts on that
1: series. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good young team. They're not great. They're not going to be a playoff contending team, right? But they're going to put up good good battles, right? They have these pitchers who are going to put you there. Granted, did I think we should have beat Patrick Corbin? Yes, if we were not pitching Suarez. Honestly, you know what it was? When you go out and throw your best, your ace versus their ace, we threw our worst versus their worst in staff. Honestly, that's what happened. That's what we did. They don't care about Patrick Corbin. They've already admitted they're stuck in that money. It's dead money to them. They're going to let him eat up all the innings possible for them so they don't have to waste another arm. And they're just going to throw him out there. You have six, seven runs. Cool. It is what it is. We don't care. They yeah. are content with that. And as an Angels franchise currently, we look content with Suarez still mm-hmm. with mediocrity. And he just does not have it. That guy is done. Get him off the freaking starting roster. Get him. No, I don't want him in the bullpen at this point in time. He needs so much work and now even mental. Work too, as well with a psychiatrist, sports psychiatrist. He's going to need that. He does not have the stuff. He has glimpses of having the stuff from last year. But when did he pitch well? When we were out. He wasn't in it when when we were red hot in the first beginning part of the season. He wasn't there pitching well for us. He pitched well at the latter end of the season. When we were out of playoff contention, uh, Syndergaard was gone. And he comes in, steps in, and pitches well for us. There is no Mm -hmm. pressure at that point in time for him. I don't know if that's what he's thinking mentally or what. If you're looking at a guy like this, can't start for you. You don't want to throw him in the bullpen. Maybe thinking about trading him later on, you are dropping his value of his trade stock every time you throw him out there against a good team. And now you're going to go freaking throw him out there against New York to get shelled too, but we'll get to that. But looking at the Washington Nationals, yeah, I mean, these guys don't have the best team overall, but stats-wise, they're not bad. They're not bad. It's early in the season. It's a young season still. Don't get me wrong. But when you have a couple of guys over 300 that are playing and in the high 280s, right, hitting the ball, and they hit the ball hard. And I think they have good young pitching, a couple good young pitchers, right? We got to Josiah Gray, which was good. Tawny came in and shut it down. And then I actually thought we were going to struggle the most against Mackenzie Gore. I thought we were going to struggle most against him. Guy's been pitching lights out, hitting the spots keeping this team in the game, and he was 2-0 and going in, right? I thought we were going to struggle against him, but I didn't go in thinking sweep because I knew they had guys to go to. They have a, a certain amount of arms. They don't have a lot to sustain a whole season-wise, but they have just the right amount to get you by in a, in a series to win a game here and there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they showed, they showed it, man. I mean, they showed up like they were supposed to. But – and you know me, Rob, there's always a but <laughs> – <laughs> this is coming off the heels of that Toronto series, man. And, and we sat here mm-hmm. and talked about how that felt like a playoff atmosphere, you know. That weekend was awesome, I mean. Yeah. I was, was there. I experienced it. It was great. And the Angels, again, this is baseball, so it's a series type of deal. But the kind of Angels kind of do the Jets type of deal, you know, where they play their asses off against a really good team and then against a team that they got to be the bully against, they don't fully show up. If this was mm-hmm. a one-game thing, it would have been like, oh, you, you blew your load against Toronto playing lights out and then coming and play the lousier team and then just get get embarrassed. Yeah. Luckily, sure. luckily for us, we didn't get embarrassed. I mean, we lost that first game, and I, I chalked that up to, you know, just that Toronto series. I think the guys just came out flat. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, that's when the errors started, man. It's like, oh, Rendon, and I'm not going to get too hung up on Rendon, you know, on a couple of errors. I mean, the guy has shown year in year out his glove, and he's he's bounced back since then. I mean, it's like I said. I think I touched on it on the post game, man. It's it's one of those things where I'm hoping these guys are just getting these quips and these, you know, this crap out early in the season. Yeah, because these this, these aren't character. Some of these guys, these aren't character. This is, these aren't characteristics of these guys. I mean, Rendon's not going to sit there and give you freaking two, I mean, two bonehead errors like that a week. Like, come on, man. You might get two, three maybe tops a season, if that.
1: So, I yeah. mean, the way
0: we, the way the fans were shellacking him over those errors, I was like, eh, let's kind of relax. I mean, he's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. I mean, just by reputation alone with his glove, I mean. The guy can still go with the best of them at third base. I mean.
1: You also got to look at your first baseman on those throws too, right? Not every third baseman, even any gold glover. I don't care who you say. Nolan Arenado himself too. As great as he is, he makes some throws that aren't the best. The first base, but that first baseman bails him out and right. makes him look like a gold glover, right? Doesn't get the be throwing no. air and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that with Jake Lamb. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. Jake Lamb has poor footwork there. And I think two of those Rendon errors should have been stopped and caught by
0: the first baseman. No, absolutely. You're 100% right. And as much crap as I give Jared Walsh, I think Jared Walsh tells Rendon out in those two throws. Yeah. That's just and me. He's... I mean, nobody has to agree with me, but, I mean, track record space. I mean, Jared Walsh, is, I mean, he's he's not horrible at first base. Let's not get, let's not get it twisted. Mm-mm. 100% with you on that one, man. Yeah, look at, those air, look at
1: that error real quick. Yeah. Everybody who's questioning saying that we're going to be wrong. Jared Walsh's footwork is a true first baseman. He does not step out towards the throw until he sees where it is going. Yeah. Jake Lamb took a false step out before he read that ball. And he was in the middle of the bag, and he took a step out towards the middle in line with the middle of the bag. He should have toe-tapped towards right field and then stepped out it wouldn't have caused him to dive and do what he had to do to try to stop that ball. It would look more natural and more of a fluid first baseman. But him not doing that made that throw look a lot worse than what it actually was in my opinion. Because not every throw is going to be perfect. That runner was in the way. Textbook. Exactly what you want to do as a runner. Get in the way of the fielder. Everything right there. First baseman, you got to help bail him out. And I believe Jake Lamb, You're he's 6'4", I want to say? And I don't yeah, think he, ball, 6'4".
0: No, he's a pretty tall cat. Like Todd's height. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that too, but I saw I was like, Oh man, I was like, I really feel like Walshy would have had those, man. I'm not saying Walshy would have been, you know, all that with the bat in those games, but and I don't think Rendon's catching all this heat this weekend over, over those over those errors, man, because I don't think they would have been aired. I think Walsh would have bailed his ass out easily. Oh yeah. We would be talking. we would be talking Walshy up right now, I'm like, man, did you see that man? Walsh mm-hmm. All Star Gold Glove.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just so complacent telling, oh, it's Rendon's fault. Oh, he's been hurt. Oh, he sucks. Oh, bad signing. We're so stuck on that one-track mind about Uh that. That's the past. I'm talking about now. I don't care what happened back then. I want to talk about right
0: here and now what's going on. And I think he's doing fine. Absolutely. 100% with you. Quick recap on the Boston series. I mean, this is just another one of those series, man. And I touched on this on the post game, man. To me, dude, it just feels like, it's a mindset thing. I mean, something's something's just something's just not right. Again, I think I hope it's just one of those things. You know, we're just getting getting this crap out early in the season. But man, dude, it's runners in scoring position, dude. We should have mm-hmm. this should have been a series. We easily. I'm not saying sweep. Not gonna say it no more. Not for a while. As many men as we left on base in this series, dude. We should we should we should win this thing three to one. I mean this was this was some atrocious and I mean some goddamn atrocious baseball dude. Yeah. I'm not talking I'm not talking 14 game losing streak level atrocious but I mean for early in the season dude I I watched better baseball Saturday night at the Fresno Grizzlies game dude. Mm-hmm. Like this was just this was just pure unadulterated crap baseball. I, I agree, man. It's it's little things
1: like this where you look at it and how to refine our game. And honestly, sum it up to Nevin, dude. I thought you were a college baseball type of guy. I thought you're going to be a college baseball type of coach. To be honest, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times at practice I was a pitcher only. So we shag balls right Half the time after we did our running and lifting all stuff. We'd go out there, and how many times the hitters were working on hitting to the ball the right side only. Executing that with runners on second and third to move the runner over. Bunts, drag, push, sack bunts, all that stuff. Little things like that we didn't see. And like even today, after seeing Neto ground out to double play twice yesterday and does it again today, I would have thought a young guy like that from Campbell University, guarantee they worked on this, put a bunt down with a hoppy on first and no outs. At the very worst – Oh, Hoppy gets over to second. There was one out with Mike Trout coming up with the runner in scoring position. Yeah. If Neto executes that, we're talking about a bunt single. The guy just needs something to fall in and he's going to get red hot. But then you bring in Phillips and Todd touched on this beautifully. I thought in the post game, you had one job. You know your role on the team. It has been made very clear. Get on base it's when you're hitting, get on and steal. That's all we need you for. Take extra bags. Your single can be a double by you stealing a bag, and then no, at second base with two freaking outs. that that spaghetti move, a very old school move, is still a thing. Still a freaking thing. But I don't know how lot, loud it was in Boston today. Shame on the coaching staff. Someone had to have yelled out, "Back, back, back!" That he was coming. There's no freaking way you didn't see that or hear that at all. Come on, man. Yeah. No one's paying attention. We're just okay of. Trying to out hit teams and hit home runs and drive guys in. No, manufacture these runs. You say it all the time, Mike. Social era baseball. This would never have happened. A game or two, and that's about it. If a Game or two, you kept leaving all these runners in scoring position. Nope. You're gonna go out there. You're gonna go ahead and bunt the ball. But hey, I don't care what you do. Get that ball to the freaking right side of the field, up in the air. We're gonna tag up that runner. We're scoring. Little things like that. If you're gonna, if this how the season's gonna be. We're only worried about hitting home runs and launch angle and all that stuff. It's going to be a long year for us once again. We'll be the laughing stock of baseball. Otani will be gone because he's not going to stick around for this. I don't know how many other guys are going to want to stay after this, too, because he's not the only contract coming up. Geo's contract's coming up. And I don't care what anyone has to say. If Geo keeps up what he's doing, you're looking at
0: a $20 million man right there. Absolutely. I'm going to touch on him in my final thoughts. I'm glad you brought up Nevin, man. Because, I mean, everybody knows I support Nevin. I mean, everybody gives him a lot of crap. and You know, I've even seen people call him, you know, a box of rocks as far as his, you know, his smarts. I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, I don't care about what he who he is in his spare time or whatever. All I care about is what he is out, out there, you know, in the dugout every day and what he's doing with this team. And I got to call out some of these mistakes that he's making, dude. It's like holy crap like we're sending we're not sending guys when we should like three two count two outs why wouldn't you be sending somebody why isn't it somebody on the run yeah i mean worst case scenario oh well you 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 ground out it's it's over best case scenario now that guy that was on first depending on his speed is either at third or and depending on that ball, is that or he's he's scoring, dude? Mm-hmm. Like it's not that hard. I mean, this is this is baseball one on one, as far as I know. And it's like I said in the post game, man. Like the rules are set up for more stolen bags. Yeah, and this team has freaking speed on it, Rob.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact that we're not taking advantage of the rules with the speed that we got with the guys that we got, it's inexcusable. It
1: is absolutely This would
0: never happen in my like I can't imagine Mike Sosha not swiping bags with his fastest players. I've never seen a team be so f- dumbfounded as when it comes to situational baseball. Get this, I'm sorry, Nevin, maybe you need situational baseball for dummies. Like get it to freaking gather, man. Baseball 101. I'm sorry yeah. to yell, but damn. It's not rocket science. Get them on, move them over, get them the frick in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's simple. It's honestly, baseball is such a simple game. You only make it hard when you choose not to try to execute certain type of plays like this.
0: Swiping bags also helps when your team's struggling at the bat. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know when you start swiping bags, you can start confusing pitchers. You start you start confusing the infield, and then maybe, maybe your guys start seeing. Things to hit and maybe maybe the offense starts coming alive. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what this team needs. Is we need to start confusing pitchers. We need to start playing some old school baseball. I don't want to hear about oh this team this this team's game is, you know, lay down the butt when you need to. Lay down a hit and run when you need to. Yeah. Steal bags when it when, when the opportunity finally allows you to. I mean I think Todd pointed out like after so many pitches, I mean you can basically have a half mile lead and just walk over to second base at that point. Just go, mm-hmm. go!
1: Yeah, there's a reason why they say speed thrills and it gets guys in motion and guys on first. He steals that second baseman or shortstop, whoever, depending who's batting, whoever's covering that bag, he's in motion with him. Opens up that hole, right, and it allows you to do so. And now these guys really got to be careful too, because with the shift rules, you can't be on the other side of the bag at a certain point. So you got to make sure that if you're covering the bag, that you're on the correct side of the bag. If second baseman hops over. It goes to the shortstop side of the bag and it touches that ball. Period. It's a hit anyways. It's, in, it's yep. an interference call on that. Yep. There's little things. Automatic second base. Yeah. So you, and you get that and automatic second, automatic first for the batter. Yeah. And you get the pitcher's head too. He hears runner because they're telling him. Now he's trying to rush himself and the catcher also too. There's a lot that goes on in those minds about it all. But the one thing I will say is I would hate if any player that's a star on this team, says, don't run when I'm a Because that, that, that has happened in the past. And I don't know who remembers Ron Renneke, but Ron Renneke, when he coached Milwaukee Brewers, said in an interview, when, when asked by a reporter, saying Prince Fielder doesn't like when you guys do hit and runs with Ryan Braun And that's the year Ryan Braun won the MVP. A lot of those hits was Prince, Fiel- uh, Prince Fielder was in motion or somebody who was always in motion. And then he would do the same thing when Fielder was up, and they flipped him in the uh, order. He put Ryan Braun ahead of Fielder then. You don't like it? Then I'll do it. I won't steal you now. I'm going to put Ryan Braun up. And he goes, well, I don't like Ryan Braun running in front of me. And what happened to Prince Fielder? He was no longer a freaking brewer. He was yeah. on Detroit after that. He says, you're done. You're either with our game plan to win games, or you're an individual trying to get staff to make the Hall of Fame by yourself. If yeah. that's what you want, see ya. We need a manager like that. Nevin needs that mentality. I don't care what you want, Shohei Otani or Mike Trout, if they're saying this. I'm not sure, but I have noticed we don't put guys in motion when those guys are at bat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's a, a team game, right, man. Exactly. And, and and whatever whatever's the betterment for the team, man, you're gonna do. And when you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. The Nevin needs to put some foot in asses. And now, I don't care who you are. You do what you got to do to help this team win. And it's like it, it's like on the post game. Todd had mentioned it about you know maybe these guys some guys you know playing like that maybe playing scared because you know injuries i don't care if you get an injury from playing ball then it is what it is man i mean you can't fault a guy for that but at least yeah, you're out there playing no you're trying you know you're doing what 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 you possibly can do and need to do to help this team win and if you get hurt in a process you know it is what it is you know hopefully it's a, a lingering long issue or uh, injury And you're back as soon as possible. But if you can go out there and show some heart and show that you care and then just give it your all, then nobody's going to say anything. You know, injuries come (laughs) with the game. Always have, always will.
1: Yeah, on that too, this is a job. So I don't want to hear people say, oh, they got to watch out for themselves because they got to make money for their family, right? And provide for the future. No, I can't go to work and tell my boss, I'm just going to do a half a job right now because I don't want to get hurt. And everything. No, I'm paying you to do your full freaking job. Do the job. This is a career. You have to do what you have to do and do it the right way. There's no, oh, I'm going to take it half off because I don't want to get hurt. No, that's why I'm paying you. That's why you're getting paid $30 million plus, right? Is to yep. do those things. I've already provided you everything you need in order to do this. Go out and do it.
0: Absolutely, man. Just final touches on these two series, you know, just... As of right now, we're two and four on this week, with one more game in Boston. As of right now, just a bummer of a week, man. Even though we got a series win during the week, still a bummer of a week. It's series like this that just takes the air out of your cell. You know what I'm saying?
1: Or take the oh, wind yeah. out of your
0: cell. So yeah, I mean, you know, just rough week overall, man. Just got to bounce back, and you know, no way fans buts.
1: Yeah. It's- it's early in the season, right? I mean, everyone's saying that, but we're, we keep constantly preaching and saying, when you go back to 162, how many games are you out? Are these little games here where you're making these mental errors, games that should have been won, Are these going to come back and bite you in the ass in the end, and we hope not, but it's always a possibility. Absolutely.
0: Welcome to Halos of the Infield, the weekly podcast that brings you the inside scoop on all the latest news. Stats and analysis from the world of Angels baseball. We'll bring you exclusive interviews as well as insightful commentary, in-depth analysis, and eye-opening insight from our team of die-hard Halo fans. So if you love baseball and especially the Angels, then get ready for the ultimate listening experience. Join Todd Fox and Fernando Mendez with Halos in the Infield. Your weekly hit of all things Angels baseball. Congratulations to Giorgella on winning the Halos in the infield weekly wrap-up player of the week. We're going to go ahead and uh, look ahead to the uh, Yankees and the Royals, but real quick, Rob, I want to get our Final prediction on this Boston series, the final game on Monday. As of right now, the way we're playing, I, I think it's going to end up being a four-game sweep. And, you know, just, we're going to have to put it behind us and try to bounce back against New York. What do you think? Uh,
1: I mean, they're throwing uh, Bray and Bellow tomorrow, I believe. I believe so. Don't have, and we're throwing Shohei. Mm-hmm. Shohei's not hitting right now. He's going to come out and pitch gonna come out and throw a gem. I, I think we're gonna be okay. To be honest, um, looking at Bello's stats overall, he's two and eight with a four seven ERA. He's very young in his career, right? He hasn't really played too much, but uh, I, I think we take this
0: game. All right, Top, or, uh, Rob got us winning it, and I got us losing it. I have to stop feeling confident as I was early in the season right now. <laughs> Move on to the Yankees. hate the freaking Yankees. I do too, man. And I just – I know I sit here and I preach, you know, get through this Boston series and just try to put it behind us and move on. But with the Yankees right now, this early in the season, the way we're playing, I don't like our chances on the road. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say we're going to get swept by the Yankees, man. Man. I just just, – I don't feel good right now. Right now, just not confident as far as playing the Yankees on the road in New York the way
1: we're playing. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, game one, you have Suarez going. I'm not confident in that at all on Tuesday. It's a bad matchup for us, man. You got an early game, two in Boston tomorrow. Granted, it's not a far trip from uh, Boston to New York, but still, I just don't like that that matchup altogether. And then uh, mm-hmm. going to Wednesday, Thursday, I think Wednesday I mean Canning look good, man. I think Griffin Canning can come out and pitch a chin here. I mean he's doing pretty well. The Yankees are they're not doing bad in hitting, they're ten and six, but they're not doing the best average wise. They will hit the long ball. You get runners on base and everything, walk guys, they will make you pay for it. They they do take bags, right? They steal, they get guys on and they put runners in motion and they make things happen to, in order to win games. They're doing what we should be doing. Absolutely. But, uh, I look at their their pitching is still top five in baseball, man. That's it, like I said, we're still early in the season, but still they're they're gonna come out, they're gonna throw a gem. Granted, we we dodged Cole, he pitched well today. But I believe we, we get Nestor Cortez and on the uh rubber match with uh Sandoval going and with our offense being bottom tier once again, we're not as low as we were last year, but I still think we're out of we're in the top twenty, but that's not saying much. Not saying right. much at all. It's, just, it's frustrating to see because uh, I think we have what it takes to beat them. Especially, like I said, I think Tuesday we take it. Wednesday just going to be a good pitching matchup, I hope. Um, I mean, excuse me, Tuesday's a loss. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday we're losing it. Wednesday we, we take it with Canning. And then Thursday, that's up for grabs. And I think that would be the rubber match. It's going to be a good one to see, to be honest. Dude, it's an early game for us, I believe. I'm going to go uh, – we don't get swept. But uh, we take one game. They go two out of three. Yeah, Thursday's a 105 start. Okay, I figure it's always travel day usually. So if you're playing that day on Thursday, you're pretty early to travel to the next one. Yeah. I hate to give Nestor Cortez the nod over Sandy, but the way this offense is playing and the way we're hitting and his antics that he pulls on the mound, which I think should be illegal, especially with all this new revolutionary game clock stuff and quick pitching on stuff, that's got to go.
0: Yeah, we're pretty notorious for not giving Sandy his run support. So <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. it's almost like when
0: Sandy starts as good as he is, it's like, well, I don't know if he'll get the win. We might, we may win this game, you know. Just but Sandy's not going to get the dub.
1: <laughs> and have you noticed too with Sandy that we always put him in the day games? I don't know if this was, if this is what we do on purpose. But even last year, yeah, I always remember him pitching day games. That's a horrible. That's a horrible time to be pitching at Angel Stadium because that ball travels. Yeah, I mean, but we keep giving him that. I just remember every Sunday he was always pitching or we'd be out on the road somewhere, it'd be a day game. Instead of a night game, and he's pitching again and go, dang, we really hate Sandy or something. (laughs) They probably do. (laughs)
0: Dude. Rob got the Yankees winning 2-1. to I got us getting swept. Just not feeling confident right now. But I feel like that could change when the Royals come to town. Now I believe that's a three-game series, right, Rob? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. As of this recording, Sunday afternoon, five oh seven p.m. The Royals are four and twelve. The Angels are well; they're slipping, but we're we're third place. We're a game under five hundred at seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Again, we still got the Yankee series and the final Boston game, but. I don't really fear the Royals. I know some people are probably oh you probably should. But I don't. You probably should. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a home game, it's a home series. And I don't know, man. I just think with the with the Royals traveling. I say I say we take the first two and drop the Sunday game. Go two out of three against the Royals.
1: But Tommy loses. That's an interesting take, man, on it. I I have a two out of three. I have us losing the first game with Anderson on. Honestly, I don't. I have zero faith in Anderson and his eighty-seven mile per hour fastball. You can find at your local little league sometimes, or even high school. I just don't think the guy has it right now. I mean, honestly, a lot of this stuff. You're kind of looking at Matt Wise right now. I'm like, hey, dude, get your stuff together. I know you didn't put together this pitching staff, and probably wouldn't have put all these lefties all together on one, uh, one roster. But what, what's going on, man? We're missing our spots, and yeah, but yeah, it's. What? I think the
0: the Royals have glimpses, man. They still have Wit. You still have Salvi, right? Some good players. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You and your vintage clock in the background just changed my mind. Still gonna go <laughs> two out of three. <laughs> So they're gonna go two out of three, but you just changed my mind. Yeah, we're not we're not losing the Otani one. Anderson. Well, that'll be the game we we'll probably lose. I mean, he's just not not at his best right now. Who's pitching game two?
1: Um, game two yeah. should be as of now. Uh, Detmers. Detmers.
0: Okay, Detmers. I, I trust Detmers. You know, not as much as. I once did, but, you know, I, I, I see us winning that game and definitely winning the Otani. So, yeah, you definitely changed my mind. I, I wasn't even looking at the schedule, so that's my fault, guys. So, yeah, yeah, me and Rob are on the same page as far as that prediction goes. Two out of three, first one to loss, then win Saturday and Sunday game.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the guy's arm just not there. It's just you have the pieces around him. You just don't have an arm. It kind of sounds like a the Jets. They have pieces around them. They just don't have an arm. To get it there. Oh, Crazy. You just had to get that Jets
0: reference in there, didn't you? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you're a Jets fan? <laughs> Mind you, folks, this is a Saints fan on the other end, okay? Mr. <laughs> Mister 10-time Super Bowl champs over here. Yeah, get out of here. And, well, as balky he says, get out of the
1: city. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have this guy from the State coming in. He's supposed to be legit. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right. You're probably winning 10 Super Bowls now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, I mean, (laughs) a word from our sponsor. (laughs) Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714-TICKETS. All right, thank you to 714 Tickets. Oh, excuse me, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets. Buy today, go tonight, buy tonight, go tomorrow, buy this week, go in July 1st when we have our Heady Tailgate party. All right, now I don't have a whole lot to say. I know Rob's got some juicy tidbits he's been waiting to get out. And so this week is really all about Rob's final thoughts. My final thoughts are real simple, and it's about Gio Rochella. Mm. I really feel there's a reason why he was brought here. You know, it had to it had to be said as a backup, you know, you didn't want to ruffle feathers. But I knew I kind of feel like Perry knew how this was gonna kind of play out. And, and and hats off to him. I mean, Gio I mean, when we got him, I mean you could just look at the staff like, yeah, this guy's a really good player. He could be a starter. At least that was my initial thoughts. And here we are. What? 15 games into the season, Rob. Yeah. And this guy is showing us why he should be a full time starter. He's what we he's what we've been wanting for the longest time in, in, in the infield. He doesn't strike out a ton. Yeah, he's going to get a strikeouts, but he doesn't strike out a ton. He puts the barrel on the ball. He's not going to wow you with a billion home runs. Get you a double. Lots of singles. Could be better with runners in scoring position. You know, I'll say that about everybody on this team. Fully healthy. First base Walsh. Second base Urshela. Shortstop Neto. Third base Rendon. Ohoppy behind the digs, or behind the plate. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how much Geo needs to show to maybe show this coaching staff like hey man like I'm the guy you need to be relying on you know you can put Drewy behind me you know I'm the guy you should have signed for two years I mean I am completely sold on Geo he is a gamer I thought that when he was I thought that coming in you know when we signed him I think that now 15 games into the season and I just I just don't know how anybody else wouldn't want this guy starting. Credit to Halo fam. I believe we had a little, I think we had, uh, did a poll on this. And the majority of them said, yeah, this this guy should probably be starting for us right now. And can you imagine when this guy gets hot? I mean, he's not even hot yet, dude. Can you imagine when he gets hot? He could be one of our most exciting players. Mm-hmm.
1: Or if he had more protection in the bottom half of the lineup too. Get him a yeah.
0: big hitter behind him. You get a hot Ohapi to go along with a hot Gio Urshela. <laughs> Depending on where Neto's going to be in the lineup, maybe he, maybe he starts putting things together. I don't I don't think he's the full-time leadoff guy. I think that's going to stay with Ward.
1: Yeah, no, Todd hit so, on that. Ward, Ward's
0: the guy. Ward's yeah, the guy. so, sure. I mean, Rob, could you imagine Urshela, Ohapi, Neto all getting hot down there at the bottom of the lineup, dude? We won't be losing many games if that happens. I promise you that. No. It's just straight up and down 6 o'clock. He should be starting full freaking time.
1: Uh, I agree. And the Angel staff is uh, – I don't know if they're – Perry didn't miss this at all. This is – he hit out of the park on this one. And hopefully Absolutely. the coaching staff gives him a shot. I mean, this is his second time around with Nevin, I believe, right? He was in New York with Nevin at some point in time? Yep, I think so, yep. Last year is in Minnesota, right? And mm-hmm. but yeah, no, he was with Nevin at some point in time, so Nevin's very familiar with him. And this guy didn't get a fair shake in Cleveland. He didn't get a fair shake in Toronto. Played, I think, half a season if not less in those, yeah. and then went to New York and did pretty well. I mean, three fifteen, I believe, two ninety. Then had a, bit, a little off year, but that year he had off for a two sixty year. He wasn't playing every day. New York lost faith in him for some odd reason, and. We struck gold, man. Minnesota didn't want to resign him. And I think he's the guy. And like you said, he's the guy that you should have signed long-term. Absolutely. He's the guy that you need. He's a bulldog, man, out there. I mean, even in the field, you see him punk jury for that ball in first base? Yep. The other day? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yep, that's the guy. I want that on my team. I want right. the guy who's hungry. Let me make the play because I want to win. I'm going to go get it. He's not
0: complacent at all. Absolutely, man. He's, he's not going to be a – household star-studded name like a Mike Trout and Ohtani, Otani, but he's the kind of complimentary piece that you put around those kind of stars, man. I mean, that, Gio Urshela is hands down the prototypical son of a bitch we've been talking about getting on this team the last couple of years to build around Otani and Trout. That's the kind of players we need around these guys.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is, man. And he's it's unfortunate that he's on the, the uh, back nine of his career at 31, yeah. 32, something like that, yeah. right? It's just unfortunate. And I think he's good, man. I think he should be a starter every single day. And we got to find a way to fit him in here. And I, yeah. shortstop might be it, right? Looks like, to be honest, because if, or Neto has shortstop as now. now, um, shortstop second base, we need something yeah. because when Walsh comes back, we got to figure something out. We have a lot to figure out. Walsh is going to throw a wrench in a lot of things. And uh question is going to be is uh, who's better, Jury or Gio? And yeah. I mean, is that really a hard question to ask right now?
0: Yeah, I think right now we're finding out the answer to that. And, and if that's the case, if this is the player we're going to get, then uh, at 31, I wouldn't mind a three-year deal. No, pay not the at man. All. If this is how he's mm-hmm. going to be, pay the man. You know, give him some stability over the next couple of years, and let's 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 try to make a run, man. Let's try to make a freaking run. Yeah, it's all numbers, man. It speaks for himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but with that, Rob, the rest of this segment is all yours, brother. Have at it. Well, I just want to hit
1: on the Angels' past mistakes, and when I'm talking about past mistakes, I'm talking about the draft. Let's go back through all those years and those drafts from Mike Trout on, and you look at who we drafted. And granted, we drafted—I don't know if many people know this—we drafted an outfielder, the pick before Mike Trout, who's no longer on the scene, mm-hmm. Randall Grichuk. He's on; should be on St. Louis now, or he's—he was with Toronto for a while. I believe he's on St. Louis now. I want to say. But anyways, we drafted him before Mike Trout. You look at those uh, years after the draft, and we're talking about after getting Mike Trout, you have a guy named Caleb Cowart, no longer with the organization. Mm -hmm. CJ Crone, no longer with the organization. Granted, these both guys were position players. And then you go in, you finally get some pitchers. We got Alvarez, R.J. Alvarez gone. Hunter Green career ended uh, for injury. Sean Newcomb oh, traded away. There's a
0: name, Hunter Green, man. Oh man, I remember that.
1: Sean Newcomb in 14 traded away. Then well, one of the few guys that we still have, Taylor Ward, Fresno State catcher. And then in someone's infamous window wisdom, we went out and we drafted another freaking catcher with the number 16 pick overall. In the 16 draft, and we got our boy, Matt Dice. Yep. Everybody's boy. That's That's our favorite. Angel of the century. Then you go back to back years for outfielders, man. You get Joe Adele. And granted, Joe Adele has not lived up to the hype currently. Absolutely. Yep. He was, if we weren't taking him, there was a team within five picks taking him. So don't hate on the Angel staff. This guy hasn't lived up to it yet. I think we screwed him a little bit, brought him up too early to give him a role on this team. And everything and it kind of it hurt him. You had a lot of transitions, coaching changes, general manager changes, philosophy changes in the end. So you get him, then you get Jordan Adams right after that. Then you get Will Wilson, the shortstop from NC State. I was kind of high on this guy, but then he got traded away to make room for freaking Rendon's contract and to help eat Zach Kozert's contract, mm-hmm. who has now become reincarnated as Brandon Drury. But, anyways, <laughs> um. <laughs> So you look at all these guys, and then 2020, you get Reed right? And we start turning the table, and we start getting these guys that we need. Mm -hmm. So we look at all of our past mistakes, and everyone, we want to win now. We want to win now. We only have so much money now to pour out. Artie said he's only going to put so much. But what do these other teams who are winning now have? They have a minor league system. So all these past mistakes are coming back to haunt us now, finally. And all these fans who say, we got to win now for Otani. Everyone goes, oh, we got to win now for Otani. No, there were so many past mistakes by Artie Moreno and what he actually wants as an owner. It's affecting us now today. So what are we willing to do to win? That's the question we have, right? As Angels, Angel fans, what are we willing to do to win? Don't mm-hmm. say, oh, we'll make a trade before the trade deadline, all this stuff. No, that is too late. That is July, end of July and August. In oh. August. There is teams established who are going to the playoffs and teams in the race for it. And we are usually out by that time. So if we're making a move, you make the freaking move now. You don't wait until freaking August comes around because I tell you what, guys, it's too late. We right. wait until then to make a move to help this team. It's too late. It's gone. You're going to lose these games to Boston. Uh, you're going to lose all these series, four-game series, three to one, let's say, we're going to win tomorrow. Otani's going to come out, shove it right up Boston, marathon and everything, granted. <laughs> respects to the Boston day Patriot day and everything that happened over 10 years ago or happened 10 years ago and everything. But I just think we, we need to make that change now. And what are we willing to do to win? Cause currently I keep saying we were one arm away. We're two. We were two arms away. One arm was Suarez. I was done with him. Tyler Anderson. I'm done with him. I hope you prove me wrong and I will gladly crow Tyler Anderson. He's a freaking fraud. He's a freaking fraud. If we're willing to keep Shohei Otani, we will get rid of Tyler Anderson out of the rotation for now. He needs to fix whatever he has going on and then come out of the bullpen, long reliever, or even relief pitcher itself, and show that he can go ahead and compete. Because as of right now, he's not competing. Right? He's given up a lot of walks. He got bailed. This Boston game, when he pitched, we got so freaking lucky that this strike zone was so enormous because there's a lot of times, 3-2 counts, know, Fuck, they call that strike three. That was a Dude, at least a baseball out of the zone. At yeah. least. Mm-hmm. So granted, the umpires are bad, but they're consistently bad. Are they a little bit worse with Neto? Yeah, they're really worse with Neto. That strikes them so big. But anyways, with him, with Anderson not producing, how long is the leash? How many bad starts are we going to give him? We're giving Suarez all these bad starts. How long? Why? Why is he still in the rotation? Is really a left-handed pitcher going to go against the power, right-handed hitting team going to dominate? I hope so. But is it realistic? No. Nope. Yeah. We got to look at this stuff. And what are we willing to do to keep Shohei Otani on this team? Because we're showing nothing. We're not giving him complimentary pieces. And it too. And granted, he's not doing great right now as a hitter. But as a pitcher, Cy Young has it right now all day. And he wants it. He said he's going to work on his pitching to win a Cy Young. He wants yeah. to win a Cy Young. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, granted, do I think Shohei can last this long doing both things? He's kind of slowing down. It's either one or the other. Can't do both always, right? And we knew that going in as you get older, it gets harder. That's why right. it's never really been done before because longevity-wise, it's not going to not gonna last. Well, it's taxing as hell. It is. And then it's on him. You, you already have Artie Moreno saying, hey, Shohei, I'm not going to sign you for $500 million. I can't afford it. Why are you openly saying that now? Because then this guy already has a wandering eye, right? Mm-hmm. But that's besides the point. What are we going to do to keep him? We're going to show him we're going to win? If we were making a trade, make it now. We need it now. Get us in position, like I said. Yep. But what do we need? Arms. We need to figure out, are these guys good? What do the pitchers usually get? 27 starts in a year? About? Give or take, yeah. And with a six-man rotation, what do they usually get? They can get 18 to 20, mm-hmm. depending what Otani does. So let's say I'm going to go 18 starts or 20 starts. Let's say, sorry, I'll go 20. Tyler Anderson, this is your fourth start coming up on your 20. What are you doing? Are you a gamer? Are you in or are you out? Because we've got to make a decision here quick on what we're going to do with this team and this franchise. Are you going to be a guy who go out there and eat innings, eat innings and pitch well? He's not even doing that. You're not even giving you competitive, like a Barry Zito type when during those runs with the Giants. Was Barry Zito electric for the Giants? No, but he kept it within three or or four runs. Granted, they had the offense to power them up and get them up and over that point. But he he ate innings. He went out and pitched seven strong innings and kept them somewhat in the game. If you're not going to win and dominate games like that, Anderson, like you did last year for the Dodgers, which we all knew we were not going to get, keep us in the game. Keep us within striking distance. Don't give up these five-run leads. Because, I mean, I'm a firm believer. I talk about it all the time in baseball. If you score five more runs as a Major League Baseball team, you should win that baseball game. I don't care who's on the other side. You should have the pitching to keep it below that. But that's just my thoughts on this. And just overall, Perry, with that Fletcher drop, is showing I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care what you've done for us in the past. I'm looking at the here and the now today. What are you doing for us now? Yeah. Absolutely. And what can you contribute to this team now? And if you're not going to do it, I have no problem sending you down with your six million dollar contract a year to AAA to refine yourself. And hopefully, you find yourself down there and come back. We got to start doing the same here too. To Suarez and Anderson, granted, we're not going to drop Anderson to AAA, but putting him to the bullpen will send a message. Skip a start, we'll send a message. We got to do something because you can't just letting this guy go out there throwing eighty. 87 to 90 miles per hour and his breaking stuff is only complimentary on you hitting spots on fastballs. But the question is now, it's, it's already Moreno now. What do you want to do to win? You've given Perry a leash and he strips that leash out all the way. We need something. The time to do it is now. Can't wait. A lot of teams aren't eager to trade because it's still early, but we got to make something happen.
0: No, yeah, I agree, Rob. Everything you said is spot on, dude. I mean, I mean, I could not have said it better. I mean, that's why we got you on here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even lying, dude. I mean, the stuff you pull out every week, man, I mean, it's knowledgeable. Yeah, dude, 100%.
1: 100%. I mean, it's just... I mean if I, anybody I just disagrees with
0: that, you're wrong. Because Rob's always wrong.
1: <laughs> Hey, I'll eat crow. I'll gladly eat crow on stuff that I'm wrong on, man. I mean, at one point in time, I was throwing 87 miles per hour, too. And I'll tell you what. That ball gets out in a hurry. Ooh, you yeah. get a good hitter up there. And we're seeing that with Anderson. And My career didn't last very long. In high school, I did I did pretty well. And then all of a sudden, I went to uh, community college. And I, I pitched against a guy named Garrett Cooper. He went to El Camino. And I thought I could throw a fastball up and in. Got away with it. 87 miles per hour. Threw another one. I swear to God, that ball probably still in orbit right now. <laughs> he crushed that thing in a summer league game. I've never seen a ball hit so far in my life.
0: Wow. No, but you're absolutely right, man. Anderson got to get his head out of his ass. You know, it's like you said, we, we were never getting Dodgers, Tyler Anderson. No. And granted, season's not over, you know, except it's going to be a four-start or whatever. He's already had four starts. But, man, it's, it's, it's a sub-three, you know, 15 games. Is that too much to ask? I mean, granted that you need run support. The dude's got to get it together. I mean, we, we put some money into uh, – three years too, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, dude, like, whew, they fix that real quick because that's going to be one of those things, like, Angel fans are going to harp all over that next three years if this guy doesn't get it together. I mean, you won't hear the end of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got it together against Oakland, but that's not saying much. The last two games, two outings, I don't think you got out of the fifth inning.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Hey, real quick, uh, just want to touch on uh, – one of the uh, Heady, uh community members, uh, Big Hammer Twenty, man, uh, great kid. I love his mm-hmm. takes. I love when he calls in and talks to Todd. I think Todd's great with him, man. The conversations they have is so cool. I mean, you can tell the relationship him and Todd have. And yeah, just Hammer's right, real, man. Good. Yeah. Yeah, what he what he has to go through now is he's a young guy, man. I, I've seen the comments too when he calls him what people say, he's a young kid. He means well, heart of gold, man. And I'm a fan, Hammer. If you listen to this, man, I'm a fan of yours. I love when you call in. Love to hear what's going on, man, what you're doing and everything. And uh, if you ever need anything, man, the Heade community is pretty big and there's always people here for you, man, overall.
0: Absolutely. You know, Hammer, 100%, you know, dude, you're cool. I, I I mean the kids just having fun that's all he's being a kid yeah you know he's exactly. having fun you know you, you know he's young i think he's like 16 17 might even be 18 years old i mean he's, he's gonna do what those kids do and you know he's just he's not afraid to be himself unlike you know some of you probably are you know that's just his personality he's 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 he's, he's, he's loud and proud large in charge man you know i mean mm-hmm. it's just you can't fault somebody for being happy all the damn time i mean like but He's a good kid, man. You know, and that exact, like I said, exactly what he is. He's a good kid. And Angel fans, we're a family at the end of the day, man. It's just, this is how we, just how we do things. So, Rob's one hundred percent right, brother.
1: Yeah, real quick too on this. If you, I look at the stats for Tyler Anderson, so you look mm-hmm. at him in twenty twenty two, right? Amazing year at the Dodgers. Had great command overall. Um, Base on balls and everything was low. He had thirty four walks in twenty eight starts and everything. And then you look at the year before, he had thirteen starts with. Uh, Seattle had 13 walks and everything. Not not great, not bad, not great. This year Mm -hmm. he has eight eight walks and three starts. Uh, I mean, he's lost command. Yeah, lost a complete command on this, and it's at the rate he's going, it's pretty freaking bad. Yeah, yeah. We got the guy
0: locked up for three years. I mean, it's again early in the season, and maybe he can turn it around. But I mean, he didn't look good in spring training, though. I wasn't impressed. Was well, not
1: an impressive. Spring training, I was like, ah, oh, that's the desert, right? Guys are hitting them hard. It's hot out there. Everything right. Balls flying. I was like, fuck, oh, man. Boston and then here. And like, dude, is this dude for real? Is this really happening? Is Scott Cashmere for us again. Oh, so it doesn't no. for the Dodgers. Not this. Ooh. Dude, it's it, everyone comes here to freaking die, it seems like, right? I know that feeling all too well with all my sports. Put in a freaking blue uniform. they're fucking great. Alvin Pujols piece of, <laughs> of crap that he was. Oh, I fell in love with the game again when I went to go play with the Dodgers. Seriously? We yeah, ride and die with you all these years, and you pull that BS on us in the end and say that about this franchise? Kinda, yeah. Who kind of wanted you? Who celebrated you every step of the freaking way? Was it not fun hitting 500 home runs, asshole? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's just us, man, or – our Training regimen and everything going on, but Brendan called it out last year, right? Saying it's some of the worst he's ever seen. And oh, ah, yeah. is this really happening again? I feel like it is, but then Geo comes out and does well, so it's like, yeah. what is it? Yep, yep. But,
0: yeah, absolutely, Rob. You're 100% right. But hey, dude, great show today, man! Awesome, awesome takes, man. I think it's probably be one of our better shows. This is our fifth episode, and we thank everybody for. You know, tuning in on YouTube and checking us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, Podbean, you know. Again, make sure you, you know, when you're checking us out on those uh, podcast formats, give us a five-star, leave us a comment. Again, when you're checking us out on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification so you can notified every time we go live or drop a piece of content. Again, check out our sponsors, 714 Tickets. 714 Tickets. Some of the best customer service. No hidden fees. What you see on the, on the screen is what you're going to pay at checkout. Again, use that promo code H-I-T-I to get 10% off your current purchase, 5% off a later purchase, and to get entered in that drawing. We've all seen the jerseys we got over here at Heedy, right, Rob? I mean, those things are pretty sick. Oh, Those things are amazing. Absolutely. So, hey, I'm Randy. And I'm Rob. And this is the Heedy Weekly Wrap-Up. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.